and welcome to the second ever episode of Finsley Park Conversations. This episode, I go to another business on Stroudgreen Road. This time it's a gift shop called Pretty Shiny Shop, run by a woman called Georgina. Um, I think this episode is quite interesting if you're thinking of setting up your own small business, um, retail in particular. Um, and on a, on a different note, if you're musical and would like to write me a better theme tune, that would be much appreciated. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy getting to know Georgina and Pretty Shiny Shop. So, Georgina, thank you for agreeing to be part of the podcast. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Pretty Shiny Shop? Pretty Shiny Shop is two years old. Uh, we started in June 2016. Um, we sell gifts. Uh, our goal is to make things affordable. So you should be able to come into this shop and you should be able to find something that you're happy giving, that you feel good about giving, but it doesn't clean out your wallet. You should also be able to come into the shop and find something for yourself while you're at it. We have you know, sterling silver studs that start at five pounds, which I think is pretty good. We put things in nice little packages. So it's an affordable gift shop, but has things that you actually want and you kind of come in and go, ah, yeah, that's cool. So that's our goal. Just cool stuff, but affordable. And where do you source your products? We look to go several different routes. We go to all the buying shows, the big buying shows, as many as we can in, within the UK. There are some really lovely shows in uh, France and Germany, but I'm afraid I can't quite uh, uh, get the excuse to go to those yet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's a good couple good buying shows in the UK seasonally. We also have individual groups approach us. Uh, we do work with some small designers uh, and some some individual makers as well so it's a varied mix also I've I used to have a shop years ago so I have actually used some of the same people that I had in that shop in this one what's your background uh, I'm Canadian you might be able to type a yeah, bit of an accent, accent yeah so accent. I am Canadian and, and I'm here uh, I initially came over to the UK I am a nurse and oh. so I had um, specialized in operating room theatre and I've worked in Leeds and I've worked in Bristol and um, which is where we lived for quite a while so I came over initially nursing and uh, we bobbed back and forth between Canada and here and my husband got his work visa sorted out and all that stuff and eventually we were here on uh, I was here as his dependent on his visa and still nursing but I ended up getting into a bad hospital I think is the best way to put it and I kind of burnt out so after about 10 plus years of specialty nursing I walked away for a break and uh, I never went back Um, I as a sideline or as as a I've always been a course junkie Uh, I love trying new things I love trying new crafts Um, exactly the same I did a pottery course for five weeks down the road oh at um Claytime at Claytime yeah they're fantastic aren't they yeah So yeah, so I do all sorts of stuff like that. In Vancouver, I was lucky enough to discover lampwork glass, which is a type of, um, not glass blowing, you work with a flame. Mm -hmm. And I loved it, absolutely fell in love. So I've always kind of done that as my main hobby. So when I took my break from nursing, I started focusing on that a little bit more and and upping my jewelry lines and upping my, the work that I did. I joined an artist co-op in a small area in Bristol called Christmas Steps. And when I was there, I had my jewelry out and people kept asking me if I teach, um, which I didn't because where we were was a very old building with lovely wooden floors that no way they would let me have propane and a flame in. So um, 
I happen to need, we, we need, we were looking for a new place to live, and down the way from where the co-op was, yeah. there, the co-op had a little stop, shop front, so um, down the way from there, there was a place for rent, and there was a shop underneath it that was empty, and so when I inquired about the apartment for rent, um, I asked about how much the shop would be, and I think they were taken aback, I don't think they were expecting someone to want to rent the shop, Yeah. so they gave it to me for a song, which was amazing, and a great start, so I opened a teaching studio, and a small like shop, gift shop gallery yeah. kind of thing, and uh, yeah, it just took off, and it turns out that I'm really good at running business. Amazing, <laughs> and here so, you are. And here I am, yeah, so I had a teaching studio for Lampwork Glass, uh, it was one of the first ones in the UK. It had a six-person kind of teaching studio with a big extraction fan, and so we had a little silversmithing area in the back that we right. taught at. So it was and a jewelry and glass object. Uh, we had small items. My shop in that space, the the teaching area was actually bigger than the shop front. The shop front probably only had about five cases of jewelry. It was maybe a quarter of the size of this shop. It's yeah. quite funny, but I paid off all my expenses, my startup expenses in the first year, which is pretty good because the startup for glass was quite extreme and uh, was turning a little profit by year two, which also is pretty good. So uh, yeah, turns out I can run, I do, I enjoy running a business yeah. and um, yeah, I like so, sourcing new things and talking to artists yeah. and I, I had a lot of Bristol is so ripe with uh, print work talent, like illustrators and things, so we just had a great selection of prints, and it was a really enjoyable thing to do. And then I did a lot of teaching on the side as well. So, so what brought you to Finsbury Park? Because that was in Bristol. I was in Bristol. Um, my husband got, uh, his contract ended, and there was no work in mm. Bristol. It all dried up. So he ended up coming to London to work, mm. and we tried making it work living apart for a little while. It's like, yeah. go live in London for a while, make sure you like it. And we'd always said we'd live in London before we headed back to Canada. Yeah. So uh, off he went, and you know, within two or three months, I, I, within a month, I could tell that it was we were going to be staying in London. So I actually sold my business in Bristol, which was heart wrenching. Yeah. And then we moved to London, and we stayed there for a couple years, I guess. And then we went back to Canada. So I didn't have a business when I first did that and we went back to Canada for a while and he absolutely uh, he was not very happy living in Vancouver he loved living in London I've been to Vancouver I mean that's where I'm from yeah we're from Vancouver oh, yeah I went there for like a two-week holiday when oh, I was that's pretty good and oh, we saw yeah. Wales and it was incredible <laughs> nice yeah we went all I lived there most of my life and only saw Wales casually like once or twice so really? he did really well seeing Wales oh well it was yeah. like a boat trip to do that. okay the special yeah but yeah. It, apparently it was really unusual though we saw like 20 humpback wow. whales and humpback whales, whales. Yeah. oh that's good i've only ever seen killer whales mm. um from the ferry you take the ferry over to victoria and you once while you'll get whales but yeah we've gone out with friends on whale watching and kind of maybe seen seen one little bit of the water like, oh, oh, i was so lucky then yeah you were very lucky so that's good um yes we ended up coming back to london and i kind of i know i couldn't figure out what i wanted to do when i got back here um, I've been out of nursing so long now that in order to go back into it, I'd have to pretty much go back into school to um, retrain. Yeah, or you know, like you kind of get your qualifications after. I mean, nursing they like you to be, you know, up to date, and yeah. I'm not anymore. So yeah. I'd have to go back and do a refresher course. That's it. I'm not really willing to do it. I like running my own business more. So um, mm. after a while, I realized I was shuffling around because I wanted a shop again. Yeah. So um, yeah, I started looking around for a shop. And here we are. Finsbury Park is a lovely area. Uh, I went all around London. I actually, 
I, I did a stint in working for a wholesaler. I did a stint where I sold my own jewelry at Clam Camden Market because we were living in Camden. So I was, I was working in Camden Market in one of the stalls, just selling my own stuff for a while. Amazing. That's tough work. That's every morning you're kind of shuffling your stuff along, all the tarps and everything. Yeah. I had a whole system, a chair, my own chair, <laughs> walking along the canal to get to the market, and you kind of, um, you kind of line up to get a. It's first come, first serve. And was that selling your own Yeah, it's selling my own stuff, yeah. And I realized I didn't really like that when I was sitting outdoors in winter time. And I thought I could do differently. And no, one, no one's really making money in the markets. You're just getting by because you're there all day. You know, and yeah, you, you got to make money. when You know, you got to earn a living and you're not earning a living. You might make some sales, but you don't make mm. enough to account for the fact that you've sat there for eight hours. And mm. you have to, yeah, so it, does, it wasn't working out. And so, yeah, I started looking around all the neighborhoods of London. That became a job. I just went out every day and I checked out neighborhoods. And I really liked Stroud Green Road specifically. Yeah. And I came back here several times and I talked to a lot of the different businesses on the street. And everyone was very nice and like they honest nice. and chatting with me and quite open. I was very uh, North American with my very blunt questions. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of. I have blunt questions. <laughs> <as well. laughs> there you go. I just kind of rocked up like, hey, what do you pay on rent? <laughs> Yeah, you almost take taken aback. Like, uh, I'm just like, oh, no, I'm just thinking of having a completely different shop than your shop here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it, though, isn't it? Yeah, to find out. Yeah, you just have people. to ask. And so I'd come back here at different days of the week to see what business was like. And it, you know, it's 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 a quiet high street. I'm not, but I mean, they won't give a business like mine a shop front in in the Oxford or you know, not that I want one, but or even like in Soho or something like. They won't give it to someone unless they're established, unless they have... Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, corporate backing, unless you have, maybe you can pay a year's worth of rent or something that they really want you to be. That's why that's why the high streets are all just cookie cutter mm. now is because they won't actually rent out to independents like mine. They'd rather rent to a Boots than someone like me. Mm. So it's hard to find. So you have to find a street that's full of independents, which luckily Stroud Green Road still is. Were there any other areas or streets that you seriously considered? I looked in the east around like the Broadway Market area. Um, yeah. I, I was I was liking that area. I think that's east. I like the Broadway Market area. So I was cruising that one, but I found that the market was almost too competitive. And then during the week, it was quite mm -hmm. slow. So on the Saturday or Sunday, I think the market is, you know, people are kind of going to the market not necessarily shops and then on the week it was quite quiet same with the Columbia Flower Market there's some great little indie shops in absolutely there absolutely love the little shops around yeah, there yeah it's fantastic so I lived at that area and then Chatsworth Road I think it was Chatsworth I, I think that's that in the east as well and there was a shop there was a kind of a business shop for sale there and I checked them and I did like them mm. but they didn't seem to have almost the local support for kind of new shops coming yeah. in because there's a little market there as well and they kind of I got the impression from some of the forum comments that I read that they weren't overly supportive of new business coming in you which really did your research then you have really to because I, I learned from Bristol that um, location matters you can have the best shop in the world but if it's not on any kind of walkway or pathway or where no one can see it no one's going to come you have to be somewhere where people walk by so most of my People are walk by. Oh, I just saw your shop. I thought I'd go in. They didn't know I existed before they walked by. So you have to have people walking by. In Bristol, what really helped me, I was across from the hospital, and I was right between two sandwich shops. So <laughs> everyone that was coming out when they were feeling a bit better, 
get a sandwich. Yeah, staff was coming day. out. I had cards. The staff was coming out. People visiting family were coming out. Um, you need a sandwich. They're coming out to eat. And in between okay. those two is a lovely little sparkly shop with pretty things that you yeah. can take a breather and just look at. And yeah, yeah we did okay. <laughs> so yeah, it worked. So yeah, I needed a place where there'd be a high street. But it's just, you know, initially it was just me. So I can't be someplace where it's heaving either. And mm. I'm not used to that. I, you know, small shop before. So I just really liked the vibe on Stroud Green Road. So it took a bit though. Uh, I kept coming back and there's no empty shops. So I was like bothering people about the empty shops next door to them, like other shop owners, like, hey, how do I get a hold of the landlord there? And how do I do this? And popping notes through doors. So wait, there was no shops available when you no were one, There's empty shops on the road, but they don't, they're not they're not being rented out to people. Mm. People will own the whole building, and the, it's a, usually when you get a business lease and stuff, it's for you know, 15, 20 years kind of thing, and it's almost too much of a hassle for some. Um, it's mm. not what they're, they're, where their interest lies, so they're not interested in engaging in taking someone on to have their shop, so. It's an interesting thing. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone. I don't know. No. I don't know what the deal is, but I do know that I was willing and able and wanting and mm. people weren't interested in renting. So I was very lucky. I happened to be here on a Monday and I stopped to get some cash across the street from this shop and the shutter was up because I hadn't noticed it before and it was completely gutted and it was being cons under construction. So I popped my head in and I asked the two guys that were in here working, is this shop rented? <laughs> And they're like, yes, we're about to get into a shop. <laughs> yeah. No, they said, next, ask next door. And so Dingless Estate Agents owns this shop, and they were refurbing it. And uh, so I popped in, and I asked, and he said that they were taking proposals. So I put a proposal together and kind of, you know, really, really begged. That's and, so uh, lucky that they, you were there. Yeah, it was time. a pure fluke that I saw. Like, I don't even think the sign had gone up yet for putting it for lease. Like, I just, I'd gotten that kind of bold that I was just harassing people on the street for shops yeah. so so I was lucky what was it before because I must have been here when it was yeah. whatever it was before but I can't remember this used to be my understanding is they used to use some of the back for offices and then the front was something called I think it was like offensive fabric or something it, it was like a little sample samples is what it used to be called because mm -hmm. I got mail for them in the first year quite often and I've had people that come in have come in and told me that it used to be a butcher shop than that they used to work here when they were young so Aww, <laughs> yeah so that was quite strange. nice yeah a little bit different now I think but yeah. uh, so that was quite interesting um, but yeah they just opened it right up they'd had a lot of people that were interested but they were kind of businesses that they already had on the street and so they did like the fact that I was coming in and doing something a little bit different because we don't have a lot of retail on the street not not a gift shop retail it's a lot of restaurants and you know we have hairdressers and we have barber shops mm -hmm. like so someone coming in and just doing a gift store was a little bit different. A little bit different, yeah. So some of the other shops that already existed on Stroud Green Road wanted to expand and have what, like another branch in this shop? No, no, it was new people coming in, but they wanted to uh, open, you know, yet another barber shop or yet or another restaurant or yeah, cafe. Yeah, uh, I see. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there was Hetty Holland. I don't there know. Was. Yeah, Hetty Holland was still here when I started up, and I went and introduced myself to Sarah before I. I got started just to kind of say hey 
<laughs> I mean, you rival. I, yeah, kind of. I thought it was, it was one of those, like, it was the last one I did because I was like, ooh, this could go badly. But Sarah was fantastic. And she was like, the more the merrier. Welcome. Please come in. Yeah. Um, the more places we have to shop, the more people will shop on the road. I just thought it was so lovely of her and it was fantastic. So, yeah, it was it, the people along the street are very welcoming. There's a Straw Green Traders Association, of which I'm the secretary. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, Karen told me about the WhatsApp group. Yeah, there's a WhatsApp group where everyone chats, yeah, and we tell each other about anything that's going on. Yeah. Like, you know, if we've had fake 20s come along or if there's people that are doing, you know, like if I have a theft at my shop, I'll put it out and kind of say, oh, hey, and I'll put a picture saying, you know, these guys just came into my shop and they just stole something, so be aware mm. that they work in the street kind of thing. And yeah. it just kind of lets people know what's going on. So we try. Everyone's and trying. Do you have meetings as well? Do you we meet do. up? Poorly attended meetings, yes. Amazing. <laughs> Where do you meet up in someone's shop? <laughs> At the World's End pub will usually let us come in in the morning. That's why it's no fun and probably poorly attended. <laughs> no one wants to drink. No one, like yeah, no one wants to come in. There's no drinking. It's just coffee. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, they want to, but they yeah, they want to. Embarrassed yeah, I forget. Someone keeps suggesting we have like the four. What is it? Like an AGM? And they said, no, we did one, and it was really like boring they said well usually when you have agms it's like in the evening and people drink and i'm like we're like oh yeah maybe <laughs> people would yeah maybe people would come and do that <laughs> if we did that okay noted all right make meetings fun got it <laughs> so we're trying but it's a, you know yeah. it's a there's a lot to do it's a small street and there's very diverse businesses on this street as well i mean the deli has different needs than one of the restaurants because there's different opening hours you know as bridget's closing down you know she's shutting her doors at eight at night the restaurants are just starting to hop so you know everyone kind of has different wants and needs and we're trying to find how to best balance the neighborhood needs for everyone and what we can do to, to bring business in and support everyone so. this is a bit of a random question but do any of the shops on Stragoon Road work together as in does the veg shop provide veg to the restaurant or anything like that? I don't know. I think, I think, I think Bridget at the deli gives like provides bread. She gets bread in from the bicycle baker or something like that. Don't quote me on it. He yeah. does specially sourdough breads, and I think she buys the bread that Blossom White uses for their sandwiches, kind of thing. So people are, people do work together. I yeah. think, and there are, I mean, quite a few like the suppliers that these guys get. They're they're local suppliers. Like, um, there's I think the 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 vegan bakery guys like I think they're fairly local that supply yeah. Delhi at 80 as well so I'm sure others must be working yeah. together somewhat yeah what's the favorite thing that you sell in your shop <laughs> if there is one that's a really tough one because I pick it all so <laughs> <laughs> I want it all I want it all it's all mine <laughs> um I'd have to say I love my prints every once in a while I get an artist that comes to the door and uh you know like at the moment, Chauffet is Chauffet is my, one of my current printmakers. She's done. Uh, she's an architect, and she has done drawings of trees, kind of in N4 and like Clissold Park, Finsbury mm. Park area to scale. And so, you know, it's a very small. It's like an A5 print size, but it's a tree, and she's done it out in kind of like a centimeter scale, so that you can see that this tree is actually you know X tall and blah blah blah. So, wow. and they're just beautiful and soothing, and I love them. And she was someone who just kind of came in and said, hey. I do this, will you take a look? And, and it, it was a fit. I have a lot of people approach me, and it's not always a fit. Price point often, often is the issue. Mm. I would love to support more people. I would love to support more local artists. But if the price point is too high, it's not a fit for the shop. It's so got to work. It's got to work. Yeah, and, and when people are making one-off pieces, 
you know, the price is too high. I can't have a, a 15 pound framed item and a 400 pound framed item. It's just not the right, it's got to work. Yeah. So. Otherwise I love all the jewelry. So I'm a jewelry person in my background. So all the jewelry is very carefully chosen. Um, I, so I've just moved actually onto Stroud Green Road okay, with my yeah. friend who's bought a flat. Yeah. And I bought her a little print from here yeah. of Stroud Green Road, the ones okay. that with, you had like the colored That's backgrounds. Tessa Galloway is, is the artist that does those, yeah. Gorgeous. She um she actually did that as a cover for the magazine that one of the what do we call them? I'm blanking out. You know, one of the council guys, one of the councilmen put okay. together uh, a magazine for the area. It was a great magazine as well. Yeah. And he approached her to do that drawing for Stroud Green Road. And when that was coming out, they kind of said, "Hey, you should have that in the shop." And I was like, "Yeah, I should sell that in the shop." So we got some of her prints in for when that magazine came out and we had the magazine at the counter for people to take you know and and they sold really well they're a great thing so oh, yeah. people really like them they really yeah. they really kind of uh, uh what's connected with it yeah yeah definitely. so yeah we've, we've we still have her now we've had ever since <laughs> what, are the prints the best-selling thing in the shop jewelry is the best-selling thing so yeah and actually we sell a lot of cards we sell yeah. a lot of cards like Sometimes during the day, that's mainly what I will sell as people just kind of nipping in to grab a card. But people come up with handfuls of cards. Um, mm. I'm also very, I'm very careful with what I bring in for cards. I'm very selective about who and what I bring in. So um, again, I try and find smaller makers or I work with a group that gathers makers together, like, like that will gather designers together. So Raptious is one group, say. But in within the Raptious title, they have 20 different artists that I can choose from, so that's fantastic. Um, and otherwise, I do find other kind of single groups going on too. So, what did you say you were working on just before we started recording? I'm working on my website for ecom. Okay, uh, I'm getting that? a shop, so I'm putting an online shop together. Oh, okay. It's time. We have a lot of people that ask if we sell online and look and are quite startled when we don't. Uh, yeah. I think it's pretty normal now to have an online shop. Um, we just haven't been able to, it takes a lot to do an online shop and we have a lot of little items um, and it's just us, there's no corporate office. <laughs> so, um, so you've got to list every everything single thing. And weights and measurements and descriptions and photography for some. Um, a lot of the people I work from are very good and so I've just kind of said to them, hey, can I use the photos on your website? And they've been like, yes, fine. Everyone wants to sell more, so that's always good. Um, but yeah, e-com. So I've been working on that for quite a few months now. We're getting near the end. I think August 1st will be our go-live day. So fingers crossed. Very exciting. And then it might get a bit messy because we have no idea what the plan is. But uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so are you going to have to send everything? Yeah, so it'll be all packing and everything from here. So yeah, we have to sort out envelopes and packaging and try and make it eco-friendly but not cost the earth and still pretty and all the stuff that goes with that so yeah it's a it's not just kind of it's not easy doing an e-commerce shop I'm finding that out more and more yeah. so I didn't think it would be but whew, I'm finding out it takes a lot mm. and it's really boring it's really boring to do <laughs> <laughs> it'll be worth it in the end <laughs> yes it will because once it's done then it's just upkeep and it's a completely different animal is my theory but uh, yeah I would do anything at the moment it seems other than work on my website so yeah <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you, and I asked Kieran about this as well, yeah. was community. And I mean, we've already talked about that a bit, and there's definitely a, a business owner community here. But um, do, do you live locally? Yep, I live uh, by Ray Crescent, down uh, just down off Tollington Road. Oh, Tollington, 
whatever it is, that one there, yeah, Ray yeah, Crescent, yeah, yeah. 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 by um, the, one of the schools. Yeah. Because I, when I moved to London, I felt like it's that cliche of people don't speak to you, you don't know your neighbours, but then when, when I moved to Finsbury Park, I was like, oh, there's such a community here, everyone's so friendly, and started to get to know people. I you get a mix. I am always going to be lucky in that I get to chat with people because I own a shop. So, I mean, I just have people come to me and they chat. So I've met some lovely people who are in the neighborhood just because I'm here. And it's good. I don't know. I, I've always had that. That's why at Christmas Steps, like when I had the shop in Bristol, I actually lived above the shop. So I knew all my other business owners. We chatted. We socialized. It was nice. And I thought it might be one of the reasons I have a business is because it allows you to form a community which in London, I agree. I mean, when I lived here before and I, and I worked at a job and didn't have my own shop, it can get very lonely. Yeah. I find it very hard to connect. That being said, in, in Finsbury Park area, because we're small and an independent street, people do see, I, I see it, people say hi, they know each other. Uh, I've seen people calling across the street to each other. You do see more of a, a feel here. Like, I almost feel like London is so big that you just have to find the place that's your place within London and I feel like I live in a small town in London that's kind of how it feels to me so so do I I feel like this is my village exactly yeah and and yeah Finsbury Park is a great little village to be a part of and people do know each other and they wave and it's quite friendly I find so yeah I love it I, I chose this neighborhood and we live like so initially we didn't live here we lived in Camden which was just where we had to move when we came back from Canada it was like yeah. oh empty flat great we'll take it didn't love living in Camden mm. um but so the deal is when I find a shop, then we'll move to that neighborhood where the shop is because that's just kind of, if you're going to have your shop there, you're going to have your na- you're going to have your life there somewhere. Yeah, so, so it's I, easier in a way. When I found this street, I knew it was a good fit. What I love about this neighborhood is all the restaurants. Absolutely amazing. You know, you, you tell your friends, hey, you know, we, we can eat. We used to live on Star Green Road as well and we barely ever cooked. Um, like we used to live right off the street and on, you know, on my way home from the shop to where we live, we would pass, let's see, Thai, Vietnamese, uh, Mexican, Greek. Yeah. Um, you know, head that way a little bit. You got pho. You got um, the Nepalese. There's another Thai at the end of the street. Like you just, you just. By the time there's South Both Indian, the South Indian, Caribbean. Like by the time you got home, it's like, oh, you've passed through so many cravings. There's no point cooking. It's just which one are you going to order from tonight? And and where we lived, we were right ne- next to the Nepalese, um, the Nepalese restaurant, and uh, we could smell the curries like come into our home. Delicious. And it was just this you like always wonderful. Yeah, I know. So you're just like, oh, that does smell good. <laughs> what do they call it? Yakin. Yeah, yeah, the fantastic momos there. Absolutely fantastic food. They're really great. So, yeah. That brings me on nicely to who do you think I should speak to next on the podcast? I would say Mary from Mosey Home or okay. um, Bridget from the deli. Uh, Bridget's been doing business for over three years now, and she's the head of the Star Green Traders Association. And Mary is the other, uh, she's the finance person. But Mary is like, quite proactive in marketing her business. She's got quite a bit online. Uh, she's involved in podcasts. She brings in, she does a lot of teaching um, or co- like talks and things about style and vintage furniture. And um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, and she's, she's very like, proactive in kind of like getting, like networking. So she's a good person to talk to, I think, as well. Just kind of as a different aspect, almost, you know, I'm just trying to make it go and get people in off the street. Whereas Mary's more about she needs to have her uh, 
known, you know, known because she's got such a specialized product. She re- she needs to kind of get herself out in a different way, mm-hmm. and she works really hard at it. And I think she does a yeah. good job. So yeah, great. Well, I'll um, go and speak to all of them. Anyways, somebody, I mean, right? yeah, there's so many people on the street. Everyone's got a story. I think for what their business is and why it's here. I mean, some people have been here for decades. So, you know, I mean, Smini from from Cats. Uh, I don't know how long he's been here. Like. Well, the sign, I don't, know, I don't know how long he's been here. He's been here a very long time, so I think he would be worth trying to talk to. I'd love to speak to sure. him. Yeah. yeah, and he's often out front. You could probably you could probably get him. He's often there. Have a little so. street podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's he would be another one to aim for, I think, as someone who can talk about how the neighborhood's changed, for sure. Because I'm, I'm a newbie here, you know. Yeah. I never how long t- have you been here? Uh, two and a half years is probably the mass. You know, we got it, and then we had to build it up. So, but so new compared to other businesses that are long established and have really been on the street and making yeah. it happen so you do do you do workshops in this back room we used to do workshops when we first opened up um it would had been something because i had workshops at my first business and i really liked the vibe and the teaching and mm. it was fun but i taught myself like i did the teaching in those workshops it was here i chose not to do the lampwork glass just cost of setup again was immense and you have to have a big kiln for doing um, the kilns are fine just a little kind of like that but i had a couple kilns okay it's the extraction that you need for teaching um, um you need a big like a restaurant size extraction unit pretty much i just didn't want to do it again mm. so i thought i'd focus more on the shop this time but so i went out and i found some instructors to do teaching and and bring people in and it was fun but it was a lot of work it was a lot of work listing it and promoting it and print work you know kind of doing flyers and stuff for it all the time to get mm. you know kind of minimum I did you know classes weren't always full mm. um, and in the long run by the time I was done paying the instructor I really didn't make any money so <laughs> I was like ooh I'm going well, through a lot of effort for, uh, yeah. for kind of not the best results so yeah. Yeah, yeah I just walked away for now maybe later on in life that would be great it would be lovely to be able to do that again maybe later in life I'll have more energy and I can teach you know I, I I've been making jewelry since my teens I could teach you know I could teach little classes like bracelets or necklaces or coming in and make a pair of earrings all these things are possible I mean I would love to just sit down on Saturdays and do a little two-hour come on in and make yourself a pair of earrings class but I am so busy <laughs> that it's just not a reality at this point so but maybe someday it would be nice what are you doing for the Stroud Green I don't know what it's called. The sort of oh, open. Oh, that was done. That's a couple of weeks. That was a couple of weeks past. Yeah, you missed Damn it. A couple of weekends it. ago. Yeah. When was it? That was the twenty third. Was it two weekends ago? It was the twenty third, twenty fourth of oh June. Oh my god. We usually do one at Christmas time as well, though. So that was our fourth one that we've done. It's getting a bit. This time we usually have the pubs usually participate as well, but this time because World Cup was on, they 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 couldn't do it. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, they yeah. have their own. It's a big thing for them. So normally we'd have the pub participate as well. But um, yeah, we'll do one usually at Christmas. We'll do probably, we'll probably do another one this year. We'll see. Great, I'll go to that one. <laughs> we're focusing, now we're gonna try and focus on PR and, and really working on getting people to know that Stroud Green is a place to come and a, a place to shop and eat and just have a nice time. And we've got the farmer's market on Sundays. Yes. Uh, Oh, Ed, he'd be good to talk to. Edmund from the Farmer's Market. He's the person that's organized the Farmer's Market. So he would be a good person to talk to as well. Okay. Yes. Great. I'll get his contact details from someone. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I have them, so yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for speaking to me, Georgina. Just before I say goodbye, is mm. there anything else that you wanted to say or cover? Uh, I would just like to really encourage everyone to shop local. That's shop local, love local is the hashtag we use for a lot of things. Um, there's just a card movement that's going on where it's basically the, you know, if people come in and say, oh, I love your shop. And businesses sometimes don't make it, and they've often said, you know, if they just, if everyone that just came in and said how much they love my shop bought a card, I'd probably still be in business. So that's what I want people to keep in mind when they're wandering up and down Stroud Green Road. Don't be afraid to go into shops. Don't be afraid to check out what you mm. know that coffee shop offers and yeah. the menu at that restaurant. We've got some fabulous things along here, and they're all worth checking out. So great! Thank you local. so much for being part of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh.